Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the MSP Initiative. Uh, I have Pete Bussum here today, and we're going to try, we're going to try to fill those big shoes of George Bardisi who can't make it today. So, uh, you know, you ever watch those daytime shows where they have guests come on? That's, that's me and Pete. We're coming on to uh, try to fill those shoes with George. So, as, as George would normally do, let's start off with uh, some housekeeping here. So let me do a little share screen here and show you all what we have going on. So we do have the Channel Strong Tour. We are back in the Northeast next week, traveling through New Jersey, Massachusetts, New York. It's going to be a great week. I think the weather's going to be good, Pete. I, I think we checked that out, but you just go to the MSP Initiatives page you click on Channel Strong. There's our tour right there, Northeast, some pictures. And then if you want to scroll down, you can register and pick the cities you want to come to. Here's all the cities for next week. Like I said, Mawa, New Jersey, Westford, Massachusetts, Burlington, Massachusetts, Albany, New York, and White Plains. Last time these stops were fantastic. We're actually going to be stopping at a brewery in Albany, so that should be pretty cool. Lots of cool stuff going on. So just come over to the MSP initiative page, check it all out. You see this really goofy video by this guy. Oh, that's me. And come by and check that all out. You should definitely come out and enjoy the tour wherever you can meet us out at. Again, there's no pressure, no sales crap. It's just a whole lot of fun and some great collaboration. So let's stop the share now. We're back. We are back. Pete, do you have anything to add being a Jersey guy? No, I, I, I think, you know, the more that come out, we saw this last week when we were out in, in Jersey, PA, Baltimore, and down in the D.C. area, uh, everybody came out and we had a bunch of people that said, I didn't hear about it. Yeah. <laughs> and we were like, well, it's been flooded all over, but we're glad that they got out because uh, some people made some really good connections with not only um channel partners but really good peer connections where there i heard a lot of good sharing going on between between everybody so it was really you know good to see and doing exactly what it was supposed to do so. right i mean uh on every level right we have the the food drive which just always amazes me how how much those things blow up and and do really cool things yes michael schultz you are in that photo uh, another person that really crushed the food drive part when we were out there when you guys hosted us out there. So really cool. Thank you. Um, yeah, it's like from the food drive all the way out. And I was just going off a call right before this, which is why we might have been a minute late coming on here where uh, MSP locally to here that I, I'd never met before or heard from heard of. And he's asking all these questions about Channel Strong. And as I started telling him, about it, he's like, wow, how come I never heard of this before? I'm like, I don't know. You got to get, I mean, it's, it's all over social, but maybe people are selective with their social and what we're putting out there. Um, really, really had a, uh, a fantastic showing with all this, but it's so fun to talk about because sometimes people think we're selling it, Pete, because we're so excited about it, so passionate about it. But this is us just wearing our hearts on our sleeve because it's so cool to watch what happens. And we have MSPs that collaborate with each other and start doing some really cool things and I don't know, for me, Pete, I just get proud about that because we're I, like, hey, we made that happen. I saw two guys that were in the compliance space, both of them, but they realized 
they overlapped probably a lot, but there was some, some different pieces that neither right. one of them did and hadn't planned on developing either within people or tool sets. And the other one had it. So it was like an immediate, like, well, what does your calendar look like next week? I don't know, you know, and, and together they knew that they could offer so much more in that peer sharing type environment. So, you know, when is your competition, your competition, and when are they your, your you know, your uh, companion? Right. Yeah. Uh, what, what do we call uh, Bob Coppage calls it coopetition. Yep. But I, I, I got to say, Ken, there was one thing that was really special last week. I got to play on an opposing team and beat you not once, but oh. twice in Cornhole. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to really talk about that. I mean, there's so many things that could come out of that story, but okay. We'll, we'll let you, you be happy with the two, the two out of what? 70, 70 games. <laughs> Well, you know, it was the first week I was really able to play so many, so many times and get in on the games. So. Right, 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 right. Um, well, if it, it made me feel a little bit better. I was okay with those two losses because yesterday I went undefeated with a, with a group of pretty good players. Nice. Um, no. So, you know, Michael said um, about, and, and you had brought up with how they crushed it with the food drive, and they did. They really did. Um I don't know if you noticed the table when we were in PA the other day. The whole oh, yeah. table was full. Like, it was amazing. But we had a lot of people show up. You know, there was, I don't know, 40, 40 to 50 people plus that showed up from different MSPs. Yeah, in the waves too, right? Now that we go two to six, you get the waves of people. So, like, at one minute, it might look like there's 10 people there. Then the next minute, there's 30. And then all of a sudden you get 20 more at the end. It's just so, it's so interesting to see the waves on the time frames that they come in too. And uh, well, we had the one person bring a case of uh, Chef Boyardee. Yeah, you wanted to take that home, didn't you? Why not? I haven't had Chef Boyardee since I was a kid. <laughs> Can't have Chef Boyardee when you're married to an Italian. <laughs> <laughs> you can cook it right there on a, on a camp stove. You know, you don't have to even put it in the pan. Just warm it right. up. Right, just put the can over the fire and open yeah. it up. There you go. Now you're thinking. Okay, so that's what we're going to do on the bus tour. We're just going to heat that, heat those babies up. Yeah, well, you know, it was hot enough out there that you could probably put the can just out in the sun and it would have warmed up nicely. <laughs> yeah, some of those days were definitely super hot. There's no question nice. about that. Yeah. Okay, let me pull this over here. I had everything over on the side here so you can... So I wouldn't have to share out my gigantic screen with everything on it. So Pete, how was your fourth? How did everything go for, from your, your perspective on the fourth? Well, you know, after a week of travel, I had all of these things planned to do that all required outside time. And fortunately I got a lot of rest because we had a tropical depression form over land. They say they've never seen that before. And it formed over like, five miles inland down about 10 miles south of us. And so we got torrential winds and rain for the weekend. And it was like mini hurricane for, for most of yesterday and Sunday. So I got a little time in Saturday to, but you know, it was good, but it was good. We enjoyed ourselves and you know what? I still barbecued out in that rain. Nothing was going to dampen that. So. Yeah, I got a, one year I got one of those uh, umbrella hats, which meant that they wanted me to cook through the rain. Yeah. So, yeah, we had a, we had a, you know, we had a great fourth as well. I mean, it was uh, obviously it's crazy to, uh, 
to see some of the stuff that happened in the news and you know thoughts and prayers are with those folks that had to deal with those crazy crazy incidents but there was one in chicago and one in philly right yeah chicago philly um you know it's not much you can say anymore it's it's uh it's almost like it's becoming a way of life which it shouldn't be but um it was tragic really is so yeah it's um it's definitely yeah it's mind-boggling but anyway i didn't want to talk about the fourth without at least mentioning that and just you know saying hey you know yeah we're, we're, we're thinking of anybody that was, I mean, it's, 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 we know so many people and we had so many, uh, I had so many, like a friend of mine just say, yeah, I was walking down the street heading towards the event when people were running towards me. And it's like, yeah. wow. Okay. That's, that's a little crazy. It's like days of yonders with the marathon, right? Yeah. So, oof, yeah. But you know, uh, did you see, did you see in the news also that Price Waterhouse Coopers is uh, paying like three million or some absurd amount of money for their a bunch of their young CPAs uh, took tests and they cheated on the test. Oh, so it's now a big ethics issue. And you know that's that's something that we've talked about in our industry now for a long time is ethics and you know what do you do, what don't you do, and so um, it's under scrutiny now in different places. You know. Well, I mean, it should be. I mean. I mean, it's a uh, it's clearly an ongoing problem, right? And the flip side of that is sometimes is it is it that we're not testing the right way too? Are we pushing are we pushing some of these people to this to this level? Because I've seen some of the industries where you look at the way that they do tests and how you take them, and it's like, whoa, I get you want to make them difficult, but are we driving some of these people to say, hey? The only way you get into the industry is if you pass this test. And by the way, the test is not going to be easy to pass. You're better off taking a bar exam, right? Mm. So there's always a flip side to that story too, where I've, and I don't know where I, I just happen to see a, a story where the argument was some of these tests are impossible to pass. So it's almost pushing some of these younger, younger people to find a way to pass the test, which is clearly cheating and finding ways around the, the, the norm, but yeah. Uh, it's not like the old days where you go and like, you know, put a bandaid on your wrist or something like that <laughs> you know, when you were a kid. So. <laughs> or, uh, or uh, you know, the real old days, go get the, uh, the mimeograph blue carbon paper out of the trash barrel like Animal House. <laughs> yep. Oh, wait, Keith Nelson, not sure you know I was the chair and at Terrace Tech and Santa Barbara, Santa Barbara, right, Keith? I think so. 12-2 and, and also managed through two school shootings that involve special needs classes. Keith, I did know that. San Bernardino, sorry. That's yeah. right. That was my quick SB translation, but I got it. And I do, I do remember hearing that. I do remember seeing that. Keith is like the, uh, the Forrest Gump of our industry. He's pretty much done it or seen it. Tell me I'm wrong, Keith. I don't think we, I don't think we could do that. Hold on. I can, uh, I can allow Keith to come on. There we go, Keith. You're allowed if you want to come up and. So I could tell you the only thing I, which comes up with these mass shootings after 12, two, and then I was asked to uh, consult in a couple uh, managing through a crisis and it was on an FBI task force out of the 35 or so 
shootings we reviewed, 100% of the time, the shooter was predictable. It was huh. never, it, and I see that over and over again. It's never, oh my God, no one believes it was that guy. It was always, there was definite um, signs. So, yeah. like, you know, I know you guys don't like getting into politics, but I think any real, you know, talk about how you solve this can't be single focused. You, you yeah. have the group that says make it fully red flag logs for mental health. And then the other part that says this is a great excuse to outlaw guns. And you're saying there's a combination, yeah. there's a combination of the two. Yeah, and I mean, you look he bought at this, the history. He, he bought the weapon. And what was going on? He bought the weapon and legally. You you look and say, you know what? Well, forget it. I would I would also investigate the parent. I'm going like, well, keep your kids for he, life. He bought the weapon. Your kids he, that he bought the weapon. Up, he bought the weapon legally. Take care of it. He bought the weapon legally, and he wrote a rap song about how he was going to do this. And they say he was planning it for weeks. Right. He it was like a month ago. He wrote this rap song that was that he that he sang for people, and it led directly to this. Oh yeah, see, someone wrote his Vimeo content alone. Right. If he is, if he turns out to be the shooter, yeah, the Crimeo. So Ken, I, I heard that there was a delay in the new NCE. Did you guys hear of any of that on your side yet? Yeah, of course. Yes. But I don't know all the, yeah, I don't know all the details. I do know that our team has dealt with the, a big chunk of it already. You know, we had a, there was a mass email that went around uh, with a bunch of the people from our call, my Thursday calls. Um, so Eric, Eric was on there and Mark Menzies was on there. Mark Menzies posed this big question about how this is going to affect everything. And the Microsoft team did a great job of answering the question. So I would say, you know, check with your reps, whether it's PAX 8 or whether you're with another distributor, check with your reps and then talk to the Microsoft team about what this exactly means. But they did do some kind of delay. And I know our team is on it already. Doesn't make life easier, but thanks, George Jr., for asking the question. Uh, you know, I, you, you can't go through a conversation without having those famous three letters come up. So, Sure, I can. There's a three other famous letters that, you know, MSP, that cover a lot of that ground. Yeah. So we see, uh, you know, another layoff in the security space. There's more than there's more than one. You're just talking about the public SNYK, ones. SNYK. They laid off uh, 30, 30 of their employees. So it seems to be coming a trend on the on the uh, PE kind of firms right now. Yeah, it's there's a lot of it going on. I mean, you know, I think there's certain places that it's not going to affect. I, you know. I still think the folks that are in the right positions were, were okay. Some of these larger companies that are, you know, going crazy, we're going to see this probably. I mean, you know, Pete, we talked about this before. There's businesses out there just buying up and hiring at a rate that seems to be faster than the actual run rate of the business. And does something like this hit those companies first, right? You're going to start to see cutbacks when those companies are doing it at such a fast pace. But then all of a sudden, I hate to say the R word, but recession hits and, um, how do you survive that? How do you keep rolling through that? I mean, unless companies are still willing to keep dumping cash into that, that model. Those There's always a saying about recessions. Remember, yeah. the, uh, it's like by the time you know 
by the time it's confirmed you're in recession, it's too late. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I think that's, I think you're in it by attitude. Yeah. Uh, and I think you're seeing um, market segments wanting to be ahead of the curve. And, and when I worked for a larger company, now that I'm a small little nobody, it's different. But when I worked for a larger company, uh, Transamerica, which is back in the late 70s was huge. They used to say, we're big enough to lay off and hire back as we need to. So I think that's why it prevails in bigger companies is they can they have the cash flow to go with the flow. And I yeah. think you're, you make a point at our end and, and the smaller businesses, you kind of become uh, more agile to the market because you have to as well. Yeah, I agree. And I think that you have to always be you know, I think uh, John Street at PAX 8 you know, says it all the time. It's like you plan for the worst and hope for the best as you go through all of like the, the pandemic, recessions, whatever it may be. You always have to be ready for it. By the way, people ask me about the ports a lot, which goes into this during the pandemic. Do you know that every. Um, uh, every month they set new records. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. I mean, so the, there was no slowdown in shipping during the during the, the pandemic, and they're still setting records every month because they have great dispatch software. I'll just throw that in. <laughs> yeah. Is that a little commercial? But yeah, no, they, um, so the, the problem was we were, we were importing more than we were exporting, which is an economic thing, but yeah, they you know there's there's still business. Yep. So I don't know if you saw what happened on July first, Ken. You know, I know that you love the Apple iPhone. The what? The Apple iPhone. Oh yeah, apples are wonderful. So Steve Jobs, posthumous, got the Medal of Freedom. Oh, I did. <laughs> I did see that. So, you know, big news, but talk about an innovator, right? I mean, he did have a vision and did have a, a thought that has resurfaced a company that was starting to slide on the vine a little bit. Yeah. I'm a huge Apple fan, you know, and I go and, and see jobs as well, but I go like, why a medal of freedom? Yeah. That's why I never, I go, why don't we have medals of innovation and industry or something to go like, what did he do for freedom? You know, Nothing. good point. And by the way, if you're going to give me an award, can you do it while I'm alive? <laughs> Please. <laughs> yeah, kidding. I know. <laughs> lots of, lots of awards happen after you, after you're gone. I know it's crazy. Yeah. It is crazy. How about uh, the end of June here? Not many people talked about it because we're so talking about the cloud, but this is another reason why these folks need to get moving. Did you see uh, on June 30th, they reported that exchange servers worldwide got backdoored again with another piece of malware? Mm. Did you see I that did one? See that. And they weren't, and they weren't just regular old. These were actual government and military organizations from Europe, Middle East, Asia, and Africa. It was called yeah, it, was, it was called Session Manager. Mm -hmm. 
which I think is it runs normally as a as a system agent. I thought I thought that was part of it that you wouldn't pick it up. Right, believe it or not, Kaspersky picked it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's not a bad software, but it's just on the wrong side of the world. Yeah, it went into some bad. Right, you're right, exactly right. I mean, they're still considered one of the security leaders, so you still gotta mm -hmm. still have that easy to pick up when they are probably behind it. Oh, Darren. Darren throws his two cents. Darren, are you on the treadmill? Should we add you in here? We're, we're almost halfway through. I'm putting you, I'm putting you on, buddy. Look at that mug. That was a great comment. <clears throat> I am on the treadmill, so no, no video, but uh, yeah. Oh, you usually walk and talk pretty damn good. God, he's damn coordinated. <laughs> Yep. And then I think over in, in Veeam, didn't uh, somebody large at, at, at the top of Veeam, now that Broadcom took over, they decided to leave, which isn't surprising, but. Yeah, those things happen. There's always change of change of management and things like that. It sounded like it was not an amicable breakup, though. Well, no, you know, we talked about that before when, when we were talking about different mergers and so on that many, many years ago when I was a consultant for Ray Lane. Who, um, and he said what happens is whenever you do a consolidation, a buyout, whatever you want to call it, you have to worry about your best people leaving first because they're the most attractive to the general market. Mm hmm and, and I think, and that's a hard thing to mention because, you know, to manage because you're trying to hold everything, your, your cards close to your chest and you're not letting anyone know who's staying and who's going, but your top people are the ones being hit and you may end up with too much below the 50 percentile line. I'm pretty sure she was the channel chief and she was slated to stay. Yes, that's what I would think too, but I think like, you know, when you're, when you're someone like a Ken Peterson, a Patterson, Ken, you know, Ken Peterson. <laughs> that's, uh, I don't know. Ken Patterson, and you're an industry leader. You know, something happens, or you're you're sought after, and you know, and the guys that you'll end up with, or what Ray Lane's theory when he when he was, be careful you don't end up with the bottom, the lower end, the ones you didn't want, and that's what you're stuck with. And I think that's always a concern. Yeah. Well, we know this; these changes are going to continue to continue to happen. Even the ones that have been going on for a while, right? We're still seeing some changes with Datto. We're still seeing some changes with LionGuard. We're still, you know, there's a lot of things going on. Um, and Pax Eight did pretty well. We got some great people from LionGuard, so we helped out a little bit there, and we got some, uh, including one close to Pete Bussum's heart. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's a good. Coach. I always thought they had pretty good, good young man. Uh, I should say. I thought they had good people. I mean, I was real always impressed with Lion Guard. Yeah, they had good people. When if, you know, I don't think the the reason they got laid off was for any other reason other than money, other than mm -hmm. you know, pure business decision for whatever they had going on. So, 
a lot of good people went back out in the wild and we picked up a few and I know some other businesses did as well. So it, it, that part works when they, when they, when they get pushed out because of something that there's, there's no control over, they're going to find homes, like you said. And they did quickly. Yep. There's a lot of, a lot of reach out. And, but that again shows about the channel, you know, how, uh, you know, well people, connect and and you know network so those that are out there networking and doing don't stay out at out at home long that's right i just put a i just put a link in from it was interesting we'll read on uh zuckerberg's warning to his employees and there's a there's a quote <laughs> in there about uh I, what is it uh let's see if i can find it uh realistically there are a bunch of people at the company who shouldn't be here <laughs> oh my god is that what he said yeah it's in that it's in that link <laughs> yeah <laughs> that is awful but typical zuckerberg i mean well he's learning from, he's, he's learning from elon yeah <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's not just them. I mean, look at, I mean, just look at some of the stuff Steve Jobs did back in the day. He wasn't exactly the most uh, social person, you know, he definitely didn't have human skills. It was all, it was all about the business, all about the, the business side of things. Yeah. And you know, when you're in there for profits, I mean, I, that, it is what it is. Right. And there's well, probably ma many times when certain people shouldn't be around anymore. True. And not because they're bad employees. I mean, it just doesn't fit anymore. Right. Yep, you see it all the time. That's that's true. Just sometimes you, you when you see it a certain way, there's also something to be said about having a heart and, and, and doing having some compassion when that type of thing's happening. Like for, yeah, instance, like, for instance, Lion Guard, they literally said this is a, just a business thing. We had to do it. And then all their good people, the people that still work there, put out the lists or said, reach out to us and we'll tell you about these people. And, and they're very hireable people. So I thought that was a cool way to do it, at least. Right. You, you know, you have to do it. It sucks. And they could have just said it is what it is, but they didn't. They took it a couple steps further and went out there and tried to find, let everybody know, hey, these are good people. We just had to make these cuts. Yep. And I thought that part was cool. You know, even Slutskin, who's, you know, no longer there was, you know, putting it out there and saying, hey, these are good people. If you want to contact them, I just think that's that's that part's really cool. Yeah, many, many years ago, back when I was young, well, 125 years ago, my first big job was like <laughs> an, an assistant vice president for a banking company. And I thought, what a great time. I was like 19. Thought it was pretty cool. My job was going in where they were closing down branches. And I bring in a case of bankers boxes and just, you know, you're fired, you're fired, you're fired. And finally it dawned on me because I'm slow. I said to my boss, I said, what happens when I'm done closing branches? He goes, the last set of bankers boxes are for you. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. I mean, just, it's just interesting going through like, all the news has these companies, you know, verbit to lay off 10% of its workforce eight months after their $250 million funding hit, right? 
but by, bike dance, fresh layoffs, like all these robo taxi, you know, all these companies that are just, even the ones that took, like you said, that company took $250 million and then had a 10% laying off 10% of their, their people. It's crazy. I, I just put a thing in there, you know, from only a couple of weeks, well, a week ago about how there's still apparently, you know, a massive shortage of cybersecurity positions that need to get filled. Yeah. So, I mean, I wonder if these people will all work their way in or, or I mean, a lot of them don't have the skill sets to, you know, I mean, sales and marketing people aren't going to work in that role overnight, you know, maybe with some training. I don't know. But um, well, what's really interesting Darren is some of these stats, like there's these big stats on, you know, what's going on now, companies with layoffs right now, and what percentage of, of the company are laying off. And two of them, which is pretty scary, are at a hundred percent, which means the company just folded. Like, think about that for a second. Two companies through this just basically dumped everybody and the company folded up. Right. And that's scary. And you know, the company that Pete mentioned uh, was in Boston, actually, SNCC. Those guys are in Boston. It doesn't actually even say what percentage of the of them are going, but it's a it's a scary thought to think that something like this could hit and you could be you could be done. I mean, just much. just check out this number out of three hundred and six startups in the year twenty twenty two, and they didn't start just in twenty twenty two, but are still considered startups in twenty twenty two. Forty seven thousand employees have been laid off. You know, uh, besides Matt Lee, which is a guy I have huge amount of respect for, um, so we'll eliminate him from this comment, but cybersecurity specialists are pretty similar to MSPs. What the hell is one and what made you qualified to be one? Yeah. And I think that's part of the industry problem, yep. you know, where people are going like, I'm an MSSP. I'm going to add another S. I'm not going to, because when I feel down on myself, you just add an S. And so, um, <laughs> you know, there's, you, you say it's a tough thing. If you get out of our tech bubble to the general world, you're going like, so you're this professional and you want me to pay you a lot of money. And what made you a professional? And that's not answered many times. No, no, you're right. And there's, you know, there's a, there's a good, a handful of folks like Matt Lee out there, you know, the Slagles of the world and, there's a bunch of core people that are that, but you're right. I see, uh, you know, no names being named, but we, Keith, we talked about this. I don't know what it was a month ago. Somebody just threw their name out there as a cybersecurity expert. And we're like, this person's, you know, putting themselves out there as a sales and marketing expert. Now, all of a sudden claiming to be a cybersecurity expert. And I'm just like, how did that change? You just wake up one morning and say, Hey, you know what? I'm a cybersecurity expert. Yeah, you know the good thing about there's a certain there's very few people like Matt in the business that are that are so committed to making the industry better and to freely share his knowledge without demeaning other people. Right. And he is very unique in that man. I don't know if I told you I was lucky enough to be on a beard banner banter with him. I saw so, it. I, I actually I witnessed it. Did you witness it? Yeah, and he, you just meet him. You go, what a great guy! I wish the industry had like 150 more of them. <laughs> I'm sure Matt's heart right now is full, just knowing this conversation is happening. Oh, he deserves it. 
no, you're right. You're, you're absolutely correct on that. You just want to, you know, and that's one of the reasons why he ended up at Bex eight. Cause he's that guy. He's the, he's the per- perfect person to, to do that without feeling like, Hey, do you know, I'm the guy, do you know who I am? You know, all that type of crap that goes along with it. He's super smart, but doesn't walk around acting like he's the smartest guy in the room. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're definitely right. And I think that's, that goes a lot for, you know, a lot of the people in our community that we're, that we're bumping into now. I feel like we're seeing more and more of that, which is good. That means that his example is working. Right. And, you know, I always joke around. I'm like, look, I've never called myself an expert and, and I just have a different mentality about that. I think I know some stuff, but I'm never going to yield that expert tag on any subject I'm talking about, whether it's about hockey jerseys or sports or technology. I just feel like expert is a, is a special kind of tag. And I, I like the way that Matt looks at it. It's like, look, we're never going to be experts in security because it's always changing or cybersecurity is always changing. Well, yeah, it's just like doctors, you know, they spend their whole life practicing. And, and, and I think that use of expert, it, 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 it's concerning to me as a practitioner, because you're going, that's a material representation, or in many cases, a material misrepresentation. Right. And, you know, the fact is, and I tell people this all the time, you're ripping out Norton because you probably sold it to him five years ago, maybe longer now. But you're going like, that's a prime example. Uh, we were experts when we sold them that firewall that we have to rip out. We were experts when we were just selling static AV, definition-based AV. And and it, it wasn't that we became dumber, is things changed. Right. And I think well, once we start learning that as a business, we'll mature more. Yeah, I agree. I, I, like, to, I like to say and, and change it that I think you know, where people used to use the word expert because it was more of a marketing term, like, you know, yeah. draw you to me. Mm-hmm. I'd like to think the people in the channel and the MSPs now are evangelizing things. You know, they're taking the concepts and evangelizing and speaking knowledgeable and coming to, you know, different things, just like the, the Thursday call that you have, Ken. Like, yeah. that is just, a, you know, some of those conversations with the folks that get on there are just great. You know, sometimes yeah. I'm like, I think I'm knowledgeable on a certain topic and then my head just starts spinning and I just become, you know, the sponge, you know, it's like I'm in a, a bucket of water and I'm just absorbing and absorbing because the brain trust of, you know, people that work in it day in and day out and what they're sharing is just the, the you know, that evangelist is, is really bubbling up. And I think, you know, probably a better word to use than expert these days. Yeah, I would say uh, for me, I just thought of something that I am an expert at. I'm an expert at making mistakes, but I recover from quickly. And that's one of the things that I always say when someone, oh, you do this, you've been doing this MSP thing for so long, you're this, you're, I'm like, no, 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 no. Don't ever, I'm not an expert. I've seen a lot. I have a lot of memories that I can share the good and the bad and the ugly but one thing I hope I can do is help you not make the same mistakes that I made. That's really where I lead with, I lead with because being an expert, especially in this industry too, just not even just cybersecurity, just as an MSP, there's so much to learn. And every time I jump on one of those calls, Peter, I talk to and a lot of the people here on this call, on this call or whatever, I always learn something new. So, you know, like they say, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. 
You know, I used to I used to work when I worked in in the military, doing a lot of the military DOD contracting that I did. I um, worked on the foreign military sales with the Japanese, and my Japanese co partner would spend three months in the U.S. and then I would spend three months in Japan. <clears throat> and he, you know, I went into a meeting and I said, you know, I've heard everything in this meeting three times already today. And he looked at me and he shook his finger and he said, this is why you're young and not wise. He says, if you go to a meeting and you learn one thing, you become wiser, right? To what's going on around you. And that means that the meeting was a success if you learned one thing. And don't you know it? There was like three seconds left in the meeting. And I, I like did it and my face must have lit up and he pointed to me and he said, see, <laughs> see, see. Um, but, uh, it, you know, I've kind of tried to carry that with me ever since that. It was like one of those really impactful statements for me because you never stop learning. And the day that you stop learning is the day that you might as well just put yourself in the ground yourself and start start piling the dirt over the top. Right. So. Yep. hundred percent. Hundred percent. Good story, Pete. Too, but, but there there is so much knowledge out there that it, that is yet to be tapped. Like you know, your your group is just one nucleus of a, a group, and and some new people are coming in here and there. But um, you know, there's just great dialogue, and of course, other times it's just great banter. You know, there's there's a lot of fun going on in the room, but usually there's a lot of great data exchange, knowledge exchange. Well, I, I you know, there was a. Uh, the funner the room, the the more the more you absorb. I think you like it mm -hmm. more, right? Go ahead, yeah, Pete. you want to come back because there's right. a yogi bearism. It's um, the dumbest person in the room is the one who can't learn from the stupid, and I always remember that. <laughs> and and there's you know, it helps you in learning. It helps you in sales. Shut up and listen because you're not so smart. Yeah, you got two ears and one mouth for a reason. Yeah. Yep. I, I learned all those at, a, at an early enough age to start to realize, you know what, I just need to surround myself with people who are smarter than me in every endeavor. And, I'm, and it'll just keep me keep me getting smarter. I just repeat stuff that you all say, and I sound pretty smart. That's what I do. <laughs> Repackage it, right? Yeah. Well, I got, a I got a jam to a call with Homeland Security, but always great catching up with you. Are you going to be at, uh, in Virginia next week at the channel secure? Well, I don't know what exchange, it is. Exchange secure? No, no. I'll be, um, I think that's happening at the same time as uh, mission briefings that I'm doing in Philly and Columbus, I think. Did you see the cigars I got I posted? You're missing them. I got some good ones I'm bringing along. I, I saw that, that in your July 4th post. I saw that. Yeah, and the two boxes I did earlier, so. All I know is none of them showed up in my mailbox, so. <laughs> Well, come out. I'm going to bring a ton and, and uh, we're going to celebrate Unar getting his new job as CEO. And, and well, we're just going to celebrate. We'll, we'll make excuses later. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys have a great day. Have a good great. one, Keith. Hey, Keith. All right. Talk to you. Bye. <laughs> always an interesting conversation with Keith. Always, always ends with cigars. At least we, at least we save save Darren from you know a sports conversation. Yeah, it's fine. It's all good. <laughs> oh, look at Darren! So few words today. Come on, man.
busy busy day guys i mean come on we uh, like uh we like busy days so so where in the world is waldo today darren where are you no i'm in i'm in uh in san diego if he's on the treadmill he's in san diego yep that is correct had a had a fourth of july party yesterday and uh now eclipse the eclipse the 100k chick-fil-a point uh (laughs) goal now so uh on to the next milestone. Chick-fil-A catering is a great way to get ahead real quick. Here's the, uh, the, the, here's the face that I saw from every single person that Darren showed his points to. I'm not, I'm not talking about just Chick-fil-A. I was oh, like, yeah. Darren, show them these points. Show them these points. It doesn't matter. Name, name something. Darren yeah. would go, oh, yeah, here's my points. And this is the face <laughs> everybody makes. <laughs> It was across the board. I couldn't believe every <laughs> single category. He had more points than people. That's what I'm an. That's what I'm an expert in, actually. Yeah. So people say you're like, I'm definitely not a cybersecurity expert, but I'm yeah, I'm a points expert. Yeah. You're the new points guy, though. No, right? no, that guy. I, I met that guy a few times before he became, you know, like a megastar and he, very, very friendly, kind of humble guy. And, and then all of a sudden, he was like, you know, a, like a celebrity. <laughs> it was like. You could definitely well, um, do that quick, dude. I think you've surpassed him in the points category. No, 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 no. But. <laughs> <laughs> always, Darren's always the modest guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, I got us. I'm sending you the uh, the hotel for that week. That, yep. that, that Thursday, Friday yep, night. Yep. I'm sending it right now. I just thought of it while we were talking. There we go. Oh. All good. All right. Um. So, yeah, I mean, just going down this route of, of you know, technology and, and the layoffs and some of the layoffs turning out to be okay because people are going to, you know, have you seen, has there anything, anything been close to home to you, Pete, and you, Darren, and honestly, anybody out there typing into the chat, have you seen something where it's not going that well? Are there a lot more layoffs in your areas where technology companies are letting people go and there's not a whole lot of homes for those folks out there? Pete? Anything, anything near you? No, I, I think, you know, when I look at it, most of my, most of my clients are hiring in one shape for, you know, hiring to replace people that moved on in this great resignation because they went out and got something bigger, better, or didn't like the experience because they wanted experiences versus job. So, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, Darren, how about you? I mean, you've, you're on both coasts, so have you seen anything on either coast that, that you know, where it's getting to the point where people are just out and don't have a place to go? No, not yet, but I, I mean, I'm somewhat negative on where things will head in the next few months to year. You know, we'll see. So um, I, haven't, I haven't seen just people being very cautious, you know, clients and, and friends in terms of various, various things, just, um, you know, kind of bracing for, um, you know, like we're at, might be at the very beginning of, of a situation, not, you know, as some would say, oh, we're, we're kind of through it or the worst is over. I mean, I, I think we're just at the, unfortunately, probably just the beginning of, yeah. of where we're headed. I, I agree I with you. There's, wrong, probably a, there's probably a couple of years of what we're, what we're starting to go through right now. I agree with that. George had said that on a previous show and you know, I don't think it's going to affect everyone the same way, but I do believe that if there's going to be this, 
resounding noise that's going to happen for the next couple of years, just based on what's going on from just to just look at the economy, look at gas prices, look at, you know, the shortages and all that stuff. So, you know, that doesn't just go away overnight. Well, and there's going to be a cycle with it too, I think, you know, look at the airline industry. Pilots want bigger, bigger paychecks. Flight attendants want bigger paychecks, better hours, right? So now you raise your prices. Now what happens to the airline industry? You know, gas comes down, but the prices stay up. Yeah. So, you know, there'll be some retraction on that industry, which will then cause some kind of rotation of personnel again and resources to bring down the prices to get. I'm trying to figure out this, this spot too. So, you know, obviously we, I fly a lot. I'm, 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 you know, going to different cities, you know, at least three different times a month and to six different cities and just, just a simple flight from Boston to Newark. I was looking at the other day and the Delta flight was $108 and the United flight was $1,100. Right. You're flying to the same place. You're burning the same amount of gas. Is it because United doesn't normally fly to Newark and they're deciding to throw this flight out there? Is it like when you're watching that, that's such a huge discrepancy in price. That's where I don't get some of that. And listen, if you were in panic mode and United was the only flight you were looking at, you're thinking it's going to cost you $1,100 to fly to Newark. That that's an easy one to explain, actually, because what because there's essentially a shortage of flights. There's way more demand than there are flights. If you happen to just come across one that that was probably one seat or two seats left on the flight, so the price will will go up accordingly for those that have to fly a certain airline. And people a thousand dollars. It it's crazy, but I mean. You know, it may get filled. So it's not first class like yours, Darren. No, the, price, the pricing seat. models are the, those prices are all. You know, obviously, it's all generated by their their systems, their algorithms, whatever it is. So they will just price it wherever you know wherever their system says. Well, we have two seats left. If you want this flight, here's what it is. So, uh, but there's just way too few flights out there. And the you know you've seen what's been in the news the last couple of weeks. I mean, you know, the, right. the industry is kind of imploding a bit. And it's going to, you know, it's going to take them some time to iron that out. Well, I, mean, I'm not, Delta, I don't want to go anywhere right now because it's just, you don't want to deal with all the, the hassle, you know? Oh, you're going, you're going. <laughs> um, how about Delta offering some, some uh, passengers $10,000? Yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. 10, yeah. I want that flight. I'll take a couple of days off for $10,000. I mean, are you serious? <laughs> yeah, that, uh, kind of once in well, a while. Pete, it's funny. I mean, I got offered... Uh, I think it was at $1,200 one time to sit out a flight. It was actually when I was coming to you guys to a Channel Strong tour. And I'm like, I can't miss this flight. So I had to take it. I had, I could, I had to pass the 1200 bucks. And luckily there was a, a woman next to me who I think could really use the $1,200. She was super happy. But I was like, $1,200 to take a later flight, which, you know, obviously if it got canceled or something else happened, I would have really been in trouble. But um we're, they're in all this trouble yet they're going to offer all this money for someone to miss a flight well that, that I shows i don't think they're in, in they're trouble not trouble they're, they're not in financial trouble at all that's always the thing the airlines never generally are they just kind of portray it as such but they, right. but they're not and 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 the high number like that is to show yeah we care about you know we told you you're on this flight and 
We're, we care about making sure, you know, because they obviously. But Darren, why do they why do they do it then like that? But when I just heard someone on the news this morning said he was stepping onto the plane and they canceled the flight. Yeah. And I, they don't offer them nothing. Yeah. But they offer people ahead of time to say, hey, I'll give you 10 grand if you don't go on this flight. That's the, the crew uh, are you gonna give the, are you gonna give away your top compensation on the first you know if if, if somebody's willing to jump at 500 bucks oh true no I they do know. that Pete they auction it off too that's that they're doing that at the gates a lot they started five they ended up at 1200 on the one I was on right I see that where they say okay now we're gonna offer you two thousand dollars to change your flight I get that part but and, this, if, and if you wait long part, enough when they're when they're boarding that's when you get the 10 grand yeah, well, maybe this. These people actually were stepping onto the plane, and the whole entire flight got canceled. Yeah, which is probably down. because the crew timed out, and then they had no other option at that point. You know, that's what well. There's a, there's a lot of mismanagement going on, Darren. Too. You're right about that. Like it seems to me that their planning is just off. Like we were getting on a plane, and the plane never got clean, so they made us all get back off the plane. Like, how did you not know that? Isn't there a checklist somewhere that you follow? Uh, you know, we got on a plane where they didn't have one of those roller carts that had nothing in it. It was there strictly for weight. And we couldn't take off until someone found this roller car, wherever the heck it was. So those things like simple communication like stuff is happening as well. Is there some, is there people in the middle missing? Is that why this is happening? There's a lot of that that's causing the delays and the issues as well. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I think it could be a ton of different things. Right. It's I mean, just, the it's personnel, the, 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 I mean, you know, Hey, look, personnel can play games too, right? So if you delay long, if you delay long enough or something like that, or something needs another check because right. the pilot said something's not right, could have been a delay. Who tie knows if there's something to, really there or not? Yeah, and now tie that all back to MSP life. Could you imagine as MSPs having any anything anywhere near the type of the mismanagement that they're having in the airlines and our businesses as MSPs, it would be over. Mm -hmm. It would be over. It's crazy to think about that. The, even some of the less mature MSPs that are struggling and still have better customer service in place and better process in place than the airlines do right now. That's what it just seems like. There's just something missing in the middle where the communication is not happening. And then they're like, uh, and then you get the pilots who actually just telling you completely like it is. And I almost don't want to know some of the stuff they're telling us. <laughs> they, the pilot gets on and says, yep, sorry. They, they put too much fuel in and they knew that we weren't going to be able to do this. So now we got to drive around the tarmac and burn off a thousand gallons of fuel. And then they keep coming on and telling us all the mistakes. And it's like, you know what? I feel I, I almost wanted them to be honest in the beginning. Now I don't want them to tell me anything because it gets a little scary. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It is scary. The truth. Very much the truth, but I, I, you know, every industry is going to see some of these things. And of course the great excuse now for everything is, uh, you know, supply chain. So, right. and I'm sure there's some of that, but not as much. I mean, we heard Keith saying, you know, that the port continues to set records for import. Right. Right. It's the export that's not happening or that wasn't going out. So, you know, that that tells you one thing right there that you know we we as a country continue to import more than we're exporting. But <clears throat> yeah, it's uh, it's another thing that needs to change. And it's not going to yeah. happen fast enough. Right now, we're in the middle of 
too many too many things happening chip shortages and now that causes ve causes vehicle problems it causes problems for the IT industry with systems and I mean I, Pete how many times have you seen now online where people are posting hey anybody know where I can get this Dell or this HP or this model and you know I got a server I ordered it it was supposed to be here and, and it took two months and now it's saying it's going to be another six months it's like how do you do business like that I don't know how you can function when Especially you these guys that make any promises to your, your clients. companies that have like the, the massive quantities that they buy in too you know um, it's funny because uh, Dan, Dan, uh, when he was on Channel Strong, I was yeah, talking Dan to him Tim. about it. Yeah, yeah, and he said his CEO anticipated some of these shortages and bought a lot in advance. So he, you know, he carried a lot more chips than he knew he he had currently allocated. Yeah, so he could keep up with demand, and I think that was that was pretty smart. Yeah, well, that's why we're recommending them to everybody because it's like, oh, you have a shortage? Yeah, so yeah, Dan Tim from Carbon Systems. You definitely want to reach out to them because they've been filling the gap. And Darren, you just recently- Yeah, I, I said, I'm, right? we're, we're, gonna, we're gonna use them for servers now. And I mean, we're, you know, I, I'm not sure about the other stuff yet, but I mean, they we're very happy and we're, we have some more to get. And uh, well, now some of which might be put off because of the, you know, the situation, the economy and whatnot. But uh, but I, I prefer <clears throat> dealing with a, a company like that than as long as we've dealt with Dell, it's it, it's never easy when you need anything out of the ordinary. Um, so it was it was a very good experience. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I just thought about it as we were talking that you yeah. had actually started trying them out. Yeah. Yep. We, we, we had, uh, you know, we didn't anticipate, but along the tour, a bunch of people popped in and said, oh, yeah, we, we use that. So. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was interesting, too, right? That the, How many people were popping up at, at the event saying, oh, we already know these guys. I'm like, really? Oh, this is kind of cool. Yeah. I didn't. Uh, I did not know that myself. And actually, I'm going to put the information, see how that works in the chat here, just so anybody wants it. You can all take a look at it, everyone. Paste. Yeah, look at that. Walter Walter says almost two months for brackets from Dell. Imagine that. Glad the computers arrived in a week and a half. Too bad I cannot mount them until the brackets arrive. Yeah, you just do what everybody does. Put it right up on top of the, 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 the microwave. <laughs> and you know, Ken, as, as we get ready to wind down today. Yep. It's all your fault. It is all my fault. What is, what's all my fault? Oh, yeah. See, he's eating my candies and blaming me. See, I'm hoping that's not the ball of melted mess that was in your truck. No, this is a fresh bag. <laughs> <laughs> yep, we are. We are wrapping up. Um, you know, I'd like to thank uh, Keith. He's not here, but he'll watch this later, probably to see what we said about him when he got off. Um, with that being said, you can always go back to the MSP initiative site and check these out. They are recorded. Uh, maybe George won't record this one, Pete. I don't know. We, we tried to fill his shoes, but uh, these are all, uh, I think, I believe. I, I see the recording button on. So. Yeah, I, I also believe that they're available on YouTube as well, where you can look them up and check out sessions that you missed. There's a lot of really great sessions with a lot of really smart people chiming in. And George always asks great questions and has some really cool stuff to discuss. So make sure you dig into that. 
Also, make sure you look back out at the Channel Strong Tour and check out where we're going to be. We're going to be all over the country for the next several months. Northeast coming up next week, so make sure you come out and check that out. And We're going um, uh, to be at DattleCon. Yep. Oh, well, yeah, the parties. Can I talk about the parties? There's some MSP initiative is doing some really cool parties, DattoCon being one of them. Um, IT Nation, you're not going to want to miss that. You definitely should reach out to the team at MSP initiative to talk about the IT Nation party. There's going to be some crazy surprises, some really cool things, some cool giveaways. Uh, a band that we could, I don't, we can't mention yet, maybe, but there's going to be I, a cool no, band I, there. I think George was mentioning it in a channel. We started mentioning, all right, all American rejects are going to be playing at IT Nation. So you're going to want to go check that out. Reach out to the team and discuss it. Um, just a lot of really cool parties as usual. George, Alex, Sade, and team do a great job. So again, shout out to them. We're coming up to the final minute here. So we're going to sign we got, off, we Darren. Got, thank we you. We got two other things that we're doing. Go ahead, Pete. So- if you go out to the MSP Initiative LinkedIn page, we're doing a little bit of an Easter egg hunt with some surveys. Now, not sort of polls, right? But if you answer the questions right, we'll get your address and we'll send you a, a, some swag from the Channel Strong Tours in case if you haven't been able to make it. So there's some swag possibilities if you get the right answer. And the second thing is, is we're running a little competition too where uh, if you see us on the road with our big blue trailer, uh, snap a pic and tag us up on social media. We don't care what the platform is, and you can win some swag there, too. So. Nice. I'm just going to share that out real quick as we close out, too. Here's your uh, LinkedIn page with the spot, right? Mm-hmm. So there you go. Name those sponsors and get some swag. I mean, what could be easier? There we go. All right. Well, as usual, it's a great time being on here. Love talking to all you, all you folks out there. Love the people that participate, come in on the chat. And again, if you didn't get a chance to watch it, come back and watch the recordings. You can check them out on YouTube and you can also check them out on the website, MSP Initiative, and you can find them on there. Pete, always a pleasure. Darren, thanks for coming on and we will see you all. Uh, George will be back on Thursday. And again, these are every Tuesday and Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern time. You guys I will see you. I will see you on Sunday. Yes, you will. <laughs> In beautiful New Jersey. Yep. Hey, everyone. Take care. Thanks, everyone.